Hey everybody, welcome back to Ask the Masters and I am excited today because I once again get to bring two people that have been on Ask the Masters before back but I get to put all three of us in a room together. Um, it, certainly the two people that I uh, appreciate that have the most authority in marketing, number one, um, the, uh, we're going to start with uh, Mr. Brett Abbott, uh, who has been in the pool industry for years doing marketing. If you haven't seen any of his seminars, um, catch him at the upcoming shows, the virtual shows he's still giving them. And a newcomer to the pool industry, but a longtime guy, a guy that Brett and I call the professor. He's been on uh, Ask the Masters before. Dane Weissman is going to show us what we need to know when we're driving this car down the street, this, 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 this car that we call the pool business. And if you don't have some of the insight that Brett and Dane are going to give us today, you're missing something. Brett, who would you bring along with us today? Well, like you said, we've got the professor, the one and only Mr. Dane Wiseman, the guy that uh, I love to tell the story how he, New York, uh, NYU talked to him. They wanted him to develop a course and uh, and he proposed something and they said, well, heck, we'll just hire you. We Come work for us. And Dane, how long have you been teaching at NYU? Over half a decade now. So that, uh, and the remarkable thing about that story is that was direct to direct at the graduate level, right? So uh, I never thought I would be teaching grad school. However, uh, it ended up that way. And I, ta I taught in-person grad school and what some topics many people might think boring, but I uh, had the opportunity to make it fun and engaging, uh, which was search marketing, which is one of the topics we'll cover today. Yeah. And analytics, right? So a lot of people, they hear analytics and they're like, oh, you're, uh, you got to be a nerd, right? And it's not always the case, right? So it's all how we can structure things in fun and engaging ways that we can develop routines around to help our business, right? Help our business grow. So, um, and then just the, the short story after that is after yeah. teaching grad school for some time, there was a, um, an opportunity to develop a diploma and career program where uh, business owners like those listening in and those that are were looking to jumpstart their marketing career could get a certificate. So I had the opportunity to build out their digital marketing certificate, their social media marketing certificate, and really uh, frame that up in a, an approachable way for everyone. So uh, as you can tell in my voice and demeanor, I love talking about it. So uh, talking about marketing and sharing what I know. So fairly an open book. So excited to join you guys again here. Dane, you had me at nerd. Okay. <laughs> Cause I got to tell you, if you stop and think about it, if you're going to give somebody 5,000 or $10,000 a month of yours to spend on advertising, would you rather have a good looking slick talking salesman or would you rather have a nerd or a geek? Somebody knows how to work numbers. My thinking is I'm getting, I want somebody smart. I, you don't have to be good looking. And I'm not saying that you're not, Dane, but I'm just saying that nerd is a hot button for me. Now we're talking. That's the kind of person I'm looking for. So if I may, Dane, I'd like to just kind of set this up by describe. Well, and for the audience that uh, I've been doing this for 15 years or better in the industry. I do marketing services for pool builders and pool companies, but I have never done pay-per-click service and I have no intention of ever doing pay-per-click. I believe that pay-per-click and SEO are both way too difficult, too challenging. It requires too much expertise 
for a guy like me to be able to do websites and all that other stuff and also do PPC. My belief and philosophy is you got to pick one or the other. You can be great at PPC, well, at search marketing, or you can be a great generalist in marketing. So I've, I stay out of that. So I've always referred my clients to people that I think I can trust in the search marketing arena. So, um, and I don't want to get into how much it's changed in the last 10 years or more. You could tell us more about that than I could. But I'll tell you, the challenge I've had, and I, I think it's the exact same challenge my clients have had. They always say, hey, who who can I, uh, who do you recommend? I, you know, are these guys any good, that guy any good? And it's tough to know. I mean, the truth is sometimes you got to throw $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 at a PPC agency before you realize you just wasted $30,000. Well, the good news is you know whether or not it was wasted. The bad news is you blew all that money. So it's been a challenge. In fact, I have to, without naming names, I have to tell you that uh, I briefly partnered with a PPC agency uh, that they, they were good. They talked a great game and they were focused on the pool industry. And I sent 50 of my clients over to them. And in, within six months, 48 of those clients came back to me and said, these guys are crooks. This isn't working. I'm not getting any results. I had, they had 48 reasons, but all of them said, we fired them. Please find us someone else. So I've constantly been on the search. I was thrilled when I met you and saw your presentation at the CareCraft meeting. I could tell you knew what the heck you were talking about. So let me throw this in your lap. I'll tell you what I believe are the two biggest hot buttons and they're kind of the same thing, but for, for any pool builder, probably any business owner, but especially pool companies. They want results, whether it's a thousand bucks a month or 10,000 bucks a month, they want results and they want return on investment. And the challenge has been, well, it was always the same thing. Brett, I don't know if this is working. How do we know if this is working? How do I know if this is paying for itself? So I'm gonna dump that in your lap, baby, and let you run with it. What? How do we deal with that challenge? Because it's driving me crazy. So I'll actually share my screen. I know many are listening in. And for those that uh, will gain access to either the recording or the screen share, I'll just speak on what I'm presenting. So you get an exact sense of the approach that is needed in today's marketing world. So anytime you hear that the data isn't available, that, hey, we can't tell you, or we don't know, and they try to put it on your lap, it's, it's bullshit, right? They are not sharing with you readily available data that should be at your fingertips each and every day. So the first and primary thing to know is that within Google Ads and Google Search, of course, you're going to have your media spend. So that's going to be the ad spend that you're uh, being charged for a cost per click or um, in some models, a cost per view or cost per lead. Now, what we're looking at and how we approach things is building out a framework and then scaling. So as Brett mentioned, going out there and spending 10, 20, $30,000, and then six months down the road, having any sort of question about did it work or not, that is not today's marketing. Today's marketing gives you the power and the data to know from day one, is it working or is it not? Within seven days, if you don't have at your fingertips a sort of report or dashboard that says, here's what you've spent, 
here's what was generated. And if you don't have a partner that's working with you to say, one, we've set up call tracking on your website to validate and pinpoint which calls are leading to a sale. So they'll hop on a call with you, hopefully, and say of these list of calls, which one of these are qualified? From the forms that were submitted to your website, which one of these led to an appointment or led to some sort of, uh, some sort of pricing discussion or other sales stages? That's the partner you should be looking for. It's no longer as Brett the environment of, and I've been doing this for over a decade of, uh, there might have been conversion tracking skill sets and expertise required a decade ago. However, the ease of implementation of getting these frameworks set up and built with the right partner that knows exactly what they need to do and how to share that information with you. It's a critical knowledge point that you need in today's environment in order to know what's working versus not. So you'll notice on my screen here, if you're looking at it, that there is a cost per lead and you are able to go in and select in these real-time reports and dashboards date ranges, right? So you're not reacting to information. You should be able to, at your fingertips, click on a date range selector and say, well, what happened last week without having to reach out to an agency partner or anyone for that matter to say, can you send me the information, right? So you should have the information at your fingertips and control of that information as well. It's there, right? We have access to dashboards to track our steps uh, in a day to track our, uh, you know, we have all these health trackers. I always find it strange that we don't have adequate business trackers, or we do, and business owners uh, may not know how to access them to stay on top of these areas where they're spending money and they're putting a high degree of value on it being successful or a high degree of priority. So this is uh, what a dashboard would look like. You would have your number of leads, you would have your number of form submissions, your number of phone calls from a given traffic source. You would have the total amount you spent. You would have every granular detail you needed from a cost per click to a cost per lead. And then as I mentioned, some sort of, a, some sort of meeting where you're meeting with the person managing that spend to say, of these 68 leads or 25 form submissions or 43 phone calls we got in the last week, these are the ones that are qualified and these are the ones that have moved on to a sale here's the revenue, here's the true ROI, and knowing that each and every week. So, Brett, I, I hope that answered your question in a long, <laughs> a long drawn out way, but I can talk about ROI and attribution, uh, yeah, for days. So it's, uh, it, well, it's a very important topic to, these, to those listening in. Right, well, once again, you had me at a keyword when you said day one, you should be able to start measuring results. Uh, I'll tell you what my scenario has been. I have conversations with my clients and they say, man, I'm not, Brad, I'm not sure this PPC is working. So then I reach out to the agency and say, hey, my client's not real happy. What can you share with us? And I'll oh, give us a couple of weeks or whatever. And they pull together a meeting and or they pull together a report. But it seemed like I was always having to pull the report from those guys. And, you know, uh, and, and it seemed like well, I was never really impressed. I've worked with a lot of different agencies. I was never impressed with any of the reports. So what kind of teeth do I have to pull 
in order for my clients to see this dashboard that you're showing? Yeah, in terms of the um, the teeth that you need to pull from the agency side, some agencies out there aren't equipped or might not be willing to share this level of data as it may not be in the best interest of their business. So I speak on that because some agency structures out there essentially will have a fixed cost, right? Which is always strange to me, and you might find it strange as well, Brett, of uh, regardless of the seasonality, you're always spending $2,000 per month, right? Where it's always why, you know, why if I'm, you know, it's, it's winter here, but I'm still spending $2,000 per month. So I think it's always a question of do, does your agency partner want you to see this information where they don't have the full transparency in their business model to give you access to this data? So uh, you may have to pull a lot of teeth, I guess is the short answer to, uh, to get to this information with some agencies out there. My, um, my best practice and recommendation is that's, as you mentioned, you know, if there's an agency out there that 49 of your 50 customers uh, are referrals to those customers, if they ran, that's a sign to run, right? If you're not able to get a, a short answer on what's working or not, that's a sign to run, right? So, uh, they might not have, yeah, it's, uh, it's a question of how they're protecting their business model. You, you, know, Brett, you know, Brett, I'm with you though. Um, and, and Dane, you gotta recognize even being around these dashboards and stuff, I had never seen one pulled up as fast as you pull them up um, ever before trying to deal with any PPC. And now, I mean, we just came through another meeting this morning and, and you pull these, these up immediately and you knew, you knew, you know exactly what the paper clicks, you know, if, uh, on a couple, you took over uh, a client on the East Coast, a well-known pool builder, and you got into his account while we were on the phone, if you recall this story, Brett, and, and you immediately knew the mistakes that the previous company was making, and you corrected it, but you brought this this panel up right in front of us, and and you drilled us down through it. So I just, you know, I think we all need to realize that having been around this stuff, I had never seen it before. Had, had you ever been just had a screen share pulled up in front of you, Brett, with any other agency? Yeah. You'd tell oh, no, never. It was always a manipulated PowerPoint that was cut and paste, and they only showed you what you wanted to see. And, and I tell you, the, my belief is that the reason most agencies don't share the data, all the data, is because they don't want you to know how much they're spending on ads versus how much is going into their back pocket. I mean, that's, that's my belief. It, it's like, I don't want to get into voting, but I figure the only reason you don't require a driver's license to vote is because you're trying to cheat the vote. And the only reason you don't show how much money is being spent on ads is because you don't want your client to know how much of it's going into your pocket. Am I cynical? I don't think so. Well, and that's what I was alluding to on that. If you're spending with management and agency or ad spend 2000 a month, Right, and you're getting that same charge every month, regardless of seasonality. Something is going somewhere, right? So I think that's always a um, a certain question to uh, to drill down into. So I um, I also wanted to address the point as well on that the overall expectations today, right? And I I put out that example earlier of we're so used to health trackers, right, and we're so used to 
counting our steps. And Randy, you, you gave me, um, I, I appreciate the compliment on me knowing and having access you know, to this data. But it's almost like if you have someone who has their, you know, their health watch and they're taking count of their score, which is important to them, right? How many steps they might take in a day. Um, if you ask anyone who's on that routine, they know exactly how many steps they have in a day. So if you ask someone that question and it's important to them, they know exactly what's going on in a day, right? So that's, that's our mentality is we always, uh, and when I say we, it's uh, myself and the people I surround myself in a business sense of data is important. Uh, the overall routine that we put on ourselves is important and putting someone's business, right? That opportunity value in front of you is as important to us as it is to the business owners listening in, right? So if we're mismanaging or misspending, that's a missed opportunity cost. That's a disservice to that business. And that's, uh, that's not how, um, how agencies and experts should conduct themselves. Good. Thank you, Nate. Um, the I'll tell you, so we've talked about lack of transparency and lack of measurable results. So you've talked about those two. I say when those two items are addressed, the third issue that I hear from pool companies most often is uh, lead quality, either getting totally wrong leads or just getting too many bottom feeders, people that uh, yeah, okay, they're a valid lead, but they're, you know, they're looking for a $40,000 pool and your pool started 80, you know, that, that kind of thing, a, a mismatch of leads. Um, and of course, let's be honest, the, the PPC agencies I've worked with in the past, their goal was to demonstrate how many leads they could produce. They wanted it to feel like a, a fire hose of leads coming at you, no matter how crappy the leads were. So now I'm, uh, my clients are saying, I like to step up the quality of the leads. Have you have you got any secrets you can share there? I, uh, so I'll share the secret and I'll share the scenario too. So I would say every digital marketer out there or every marketing agency out there loves Facebook, right? Where you can put out what's called a Facebook lead form and you could put out very minimal required information and you can get tens, hundreds, thousands of leads at a very low cost given that someone is on Facebook and their information is pre-filled. And in many cases, they don't know that they actually filled something up, right? So as a pain point, a flood of leads, a lead source like that, and setup like that for a marketer, you can say, hey, I generated a thousand leads for you. As a business, there's a lot of questions, right? So from a increasing quality, you have to recognize where someone is at in the buying cycle. So for PPC and search marketing, there has always been a high value placed on someone in market searching for a good and service at a given time. So if someone is searching for custom pool builder or luxury pool builder, they know that they're ready to select a company in their buying journey. So they're already fairly progressed in that buying cycle. If someone is scrolling through their Facebook feed on their phone and they happen to see something, maybe it's on their mobile device and they you know, click a couple buttons and they become a lead, you can see how the two separate qualities exist. So as a best practice, it's recognizing that 
And back to this earlier dashboard discussion, in partnerships with business owners, it's uncovering what are the required fields, what is needed in order for a lead to be counted or qualified, or even considered a lead to begin with, and moving on to more of a cost per appointment or a cost per sale, right? Progressing through the funnel in those channels. So as I uh, just referred to, um, at times it could look like you're getting, and Brett, as you mentioned, a mountain of leads. However, it could be a mountain of uh, people who don't know that they are a lead and you're reaching out and they don't know what you're even calling about. So there is a broad spectrum to, uh, to lead quality. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say a mountain of trash because that's kind of what I got. I, I was leading up to it, but then I was like, well, I'm on a recording and, you know, I don't want to use, too, you know, expletives. And <laughs> All right. Well, good. Uh, I'll tell you that there's one other uh, in the absence of any meaningful dashboard like what you've shown us and uh, and th this ongoing issue of lack of transparency. Uh, there's a couple things we've tried. So I like your thoughts on whether either of these are good ideas. We started using a thing called, uh, I think it's called I3, uh, three, I3, I tracker 360, 360 I tracker, whatever it was. And it would tell us when a lead came into our Infusionsoft system, it would tell us whether it was an organic lead or a paid lead, and it would provide some additional information. So that's one thing we did to try to get closer to demonstrating ROI. The other thing we did uh, is that I started telling people, look, if you don't have transparency with your agency, just tell them that you want to pay two invoices, that you'll pay them an invoice for their fee, and then you'll pay, you'll give your credit card to Google and pay Google directly so that, in my mind, that's the only way you'll ever know whether you're really, uh, how much you're spending on ads and how much is going in their hip pocket. What are your thoughts on those two uh, suggestions we came up with. Yeah, I agree with both. And I'll, I'll actually start with the second one of what's referred to as account ownership, right? So you're investing money, you're paying an agency, you're paying Google or whichever ad network. And to not have ownership of that account is a lost opportunity value to your business. Every dollar you spend, every ad impression you serve, every click that you get, that is going to your, what I deem, your intellectual property. You should have ownership of that. You should have ownership of your data. You're paying an agency fee. You're paying Google. Why would you then not own the account, right? Why would you not have ownership of that IP? So that's the key important part that ties into your second, uh, your second point, Brett, of you're paying an agency, you're paying Google or Facebook or whoever, you should own the account and own that data. The, uh, the first point is a question of what's referred to as attribution. Attribution um, at a high level is what is getting credit, right? What channel is getting credit? And today, attribution has progressed so far that there are close to 10 commonly used attribution models. I won't go through all of them, but let me go through the most popular ones. The first one is what is the most common one. It's called a last click, meaning that the source that someone clicks through, whether it's organic or social or direct, that channel gets the credit. Where it becomes confusing in the pool industry and any high average sales price is that someone may arrive on your website 
one, five, 10 times before making a decision to reach out to you. So in our industry, it's important to look at what is referred to as a linear model, meaning that you are looking at every single channel that influences someone's purchasing decision. So you can recognize the complete view to what Brett was mentioning of the, um, the tracker that goes into Infusionsoft. So you know what channel is driving a lead. So you know if you're spending media spend, is it doing anything, right? Is it contributing to that lead? And that's the ultimate question of attribution. Uh, I, if you ever are interested in the other attribution models, you can always reach out. <laughs> They're, uh, they, they get a little, um, you know, there's different ones for different scenarios, but those are the two most common ones. Okay. Well, by the way, I, I applaud you when you say, uh, you talk about that there could be 10 different times someone goes to visit the website. I've been preaching that for 15 years. When I first got into this industry, one of the things I figured out, it didn't take me long to figure out, I said, whoa, this is a very long sales cycle. It's a very difficult decision. They don't wake up one morning, go to a website, uh, schedule a meeting and buy a pool that day. They spend months, if not years. So I've maintained forever that people will go back and go back and go back and search. And you're confirming what I've been preaching for 15 years. So thank you for that. I know you aren't here to support me, but thanks anyway. <laughs> well, but, and I also want to reinforce the point that that data is available, right? So that data is available to see. You could actually look at, and, and this is, I, I don't want to go too far into detail, but I find it interesting, uh, and I think those listening will too, is that when you hit a website, essentially it starts what's referred to as a session, right? So that is a cookie that is essentially attaching to your browser history. So when you return to that website, all of that information is being stored in that, you know, as it's termed, that cookie. So us on a data analysis perspective, we can drill down and unpack that cookie and see each and every time someone is visited and where they came from, the timestamps of when they visited, how long they spent, what pages they viewed. So we have a complete view of their entire experience on your website um, pieced together, right, into one cohesive story. So it is a very exciting time for the data that is available. The things to think about is, you know, there's this industry has been along, around for a long time, right? So it's a question of, do you continue with the same process and fundamentals that have potentially caused problems or caused frustration or caused uh, whatever angst? Or do you look at where the industry is at today, which is, you know, if I think about my first, uh, you know, contracting managed PPC accounts, close to 15 years ago, uh, it is just, the landscape is just so different today. So uh, whether you're still doing PPC or you've done it and you swore it off forever, uh, you know, it's, it, there's, uh, there's always a fresh look at things with, uh, with that modern lens to it. Yeah. Good. Brett, 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 it was interesting this morning. Um, you know, we're also identifying that the industry itself, uh, we can break it down that the new pool market for many of our listeners is a long journey. 
that the remodel market, which uh, you and Dane have identified for one of the clients, um, is a shorter journey. And then, of course, for the full service guys, they do wake up and just hit a website, want to want to make a phone call and, and take care of it. So for the listeners, you know, it somewhat depends on what what it is your your scope of work is, what it is you do. And it was fun to watch uh, you and Dane start to get a little more granular on that in our in our morning meeting this morning, because it is a different journey for different aspects of the industry. You're 100 percent correct, Randy. I, I appreciate you clarifying that. You're right. A service decision could be made on the spot on the very first visit. It is new pools that tend to take weeks or months. So excellent point. Uh, Dane, you got me kind of excited about this cookie path. Uh, I don't suppose I don't suppose that would be in the dashboard. Is that can you show an example of that or is that uh, how I don't know where that comes from? Yeah, let me, uh, so I'll stop my sharing for a moment. So you'll get a, uh, a full look at me just for a moment. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, I think I have access to hundreds of analytics accounts. So I'll, I'll bring up one without scrolling through all of them <laughs> on a screen right. share. So, that would be uh, appreciated. <laughs> like uh, Randy so, said, it is Friday, so we're not going to stay forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but I got to tell you, even with PPC this morning, Brett, I've learned so, so much. I mean, you know, I think e each time we get to spend a little time with the professor is uh, is just a valuable. Yeah. I well, I, and as I bring this up, I, I do want to just continue to voice that there is just so much data that's at, you know, everyone's fingertips or, or available to get to their fingertips. And it's just that overall routine and knowledge of what to look for. And that's where having a dashboard like that or some sort of tracker is extremely important in today's marketing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I made a note here. But my, tr I like to translate into plain, plain English. You're a professor. I'm going to bring it down to the eighth grade level, which is where my friends and I tend to communicate. So, <laughs> But here's, in my mind, it's like if your agency won't split out the invoicing and or share all the data and give you full access to your Google ads account, you should run away. Is that, is that accurate? That is a, uh, that's an accurate statement. The, well, the other thing to consider is start asking questions, right? So even if you had a long relationship and partnership, it should be very reasonable to start asking those business questions of, um, how, you know, what is our cost per sale or what is our cost per lead or what is our ad spend at a more basic level, right? Or having some lead into getting to that point. So I think it's very important to have those conversations. Okay. Well, now you whetted our appetite for this cookie trail. Are we going to see this or were you just teasing us? I was, uh, I was it, it doesn't exist. No, <laughs> I'm sharing my screen right now. So uh, for those tuning in, so this is um, an exact kind of, uh, as I referenced, a cookie path in terms of how someone arrived on a website and how they've progressed through, um, through an individual site. So this is where you could actually see on a specific date and timestamp, you could go through and see that someone started with an organic search on September 4th. They spent um, about 18 minutes on the site. So viewed uh, three pages. They then left the site and they came back via what's uh, referred to as a referral link. So they clicked on a external site and came back. 
a few minutes later. On the 7th, they conducted an organic search. Then they um, left again, came back uh, actually four times in total that day. On the 9th, they came back uh, two times, uh, one at 11.49 p.m. at night, and then again, uh, so twice on September 9th, and then they came back twice on the 10th as well. Overall, this individual spent 48 minutes in total on the site, and that was across eight separate sessions before um, before reaching out for a conversion. So that's a fairly interesting journey. Uh, and that's where you can start taking a look and seeing at, you know, from an analysis standpoint, what pages are people spending time on? What channels do they spend more time on? If someone leaves, what channels are they coming back to? And that could give that additional value to your efforts on sites, um, you know, referral sites like Yelp, for instance, or other uh, reputation and review sites, or uh, it could place a renewed emphasis on social media, right? So many brands are built and customers acquired from social media as well. However, someone may not always convert on the first time from social media. And until you start looking at these different paths and journeys, you won't see those patterns. So um, there's a lot to unpack and unlock in, um, in that sort of analysis. And, and Brett, Brett, what I've appreciated is is Dane's ability to move, that he recognizes, hey, we, he was headed down one road and it was functioning and working, then for some reason, it stopped. And, I, and I've watched you pivot before, Dane, um, where you, you literally will say, hey, you know what, we're, we're moving more this direction now because that's just not as, you know, we're not getting the same results as we, we were getting two months ago. It is important to recognize that early on, right? So, and thank you for pointing that out, Randy. It's, if you don't have the data at your fingertips, uh, that's something where doing something to do something, I guess there's that old saying of uh, insanity, right? But uh, I think we've all heard it <laughs> enough times where it is insanity. But anyway, uh, it's recognizing negative patterns and putting forth uh, new experiments, right? And there's even, um, you know, emerging sites or experimental channels are, I mean, the first person to try retargeting was absolutely crazy, right? And never thought it would work. And here we are today and, you know, I, all of us are probably bombarded beyond belief with retargeting. It. So it's, it it's exactly, and it's always, are you going to be that early adopter and we're at a point today with these, with this data and dashboards that we are well beyond the early adopter stage, right? We are in the norm stage of access to your data, access to what's going on. And until you reach that norm stage, you're just, you're behind on the times. Mm -hmm. Well, I dare say that anyone listening to this podcast can understand why Randy and I refer to Dane Wiseman as the professor of PPC, because <laughs> uh, he's clearly he's the man. He knows more than all the other agencies I've ever worked with put together. Um, I hesitate to ask this, uh, but because we've only talked really about the paid side. Uh, at some point, we should talk about the organic side and search engine optimization. But my guess is that's probably a whole nother podcast. Whole nother podcast and topic. However, it's, it falls into how we look at every engagement that we do, right? So 
we look at it as there's not a single channel that is, uh, we don't narrow a focus, right? So when you're looking at data, and as we are looking at the referral and social paths, there is a lot of interconnectivity between what you do and search, both organic and paid. For instance, a, um, a, a sure tip and trick is when you are looking at your paid search terms, right? So what people are searching for, clicking on and converting, looking at your top converters should be your target SEO keywords, right? So why would there be a disconnect in what you're doing on PPC and organic if you know exactly what keywords work, right? If you know what keywords are converting and driving volume for you. Mm -hmm. There's some, uh, some interconnectivity between the channels and also with social media today of how social media interacts with search and SEO and how you can use that for uh, link building, content creation, and general awareness for your site as well. So, uh, yeah, we could drill down into all these topics on each and every each and every day. I, uh, as as I mentioned early on, I I did have that very powerful opportunity to um, are very um, empowering, and also I was the learner through a lot of it too, through. Um, my academic life. And then of course I, in parallel, had my professional life on the agency side and in-house as uh, VP marketing, head of marketing CMO as well. So um, I've seen a lot across the space and uh, I'm always an open book to share what I've learned. So I uh, really appreciate everyone listening in and Brett and Randy, your questions for me too. Yep. Hey, Randy, I got to tell you something. Um, and Dane, you can just ignore me for a minute. But I ju it just hit me why I like Dane so much. And it's not his sexy smile or that shiny chrome dome of his. But the fact that, you know, every PPC agency I ever worked with, they were desperately trying to prove that every lead was as a result of the PPC services because they were all... They all had this guilty feeling about them that if they couldn't prove every month that it was paying for itself, they were going to get fired. And, of course, that's because they were always getting fired. But you'll notice that Dane doesn't care whether it's a, a an organic lead or a paid lead. He's totally agnostic. All he cares about is a lead. So it's very refreshing. And I think it's because of his time as, as a professor, because he's looking at the big picture. He's not out there trying to justify his job. He's trying to teach the whole story. So that well, thing, I, I, I would I would agree with you, Brad. In fact, he almost comes up at it from an opposite approach, which is refreshing because he questions it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you say, well, that came from, you know, this video in my case, it's like, well, how do you know that? You know, so so he tends to come from, you know, instead of saying, oh, yeah, that was from, you know, the work that I had done. He's like, OK, how do we know that? And and so, yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, it's it's always an intellectual conversation that hurts me a little bit when I have to talk to Dane. So it, <laughs> it, <laughs> well, the uh, the first thing I always uh, try to inspire people to do is is ask questions. Right. And it's I think that's the basics of any type of analysis and analytics is starting out with the question. And maybe your next question is, you know, how are we performing across PPC? How are we performing across search? How is you know, my website stacking up? All of these are questions that lead to deeper analysis. And I always, I always find it leads to the most improvement, both business, you know, in a business sense, 
and also from a learning sense as well. So um, always, you know, always question, right? And that's, well, uh, that means you'll always be busy, right? So questioning and answering. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of activity. Should we uh, tell the world how to reach Dane or is that? Uh... I, I think we should tell the world how to reach both of you guys. And I think everyone needs to uh, wrap this up and ask themselves the question about, you know, how is their marketing going? Um, you know, do you have these dashboards uh, like uh, Dane and Brett put together? You know, you know, it would be somewhat like driving a Model T without, you know, anything. And, you know, nowadays we drive down the road and we feel a little bump and we immediately look at these dashboards and, and I'm becoming more and more used to it. Uh, and, and we've watched people who, clients that we've dealt with recently who said, hey, I won't ever look at that dashboard. And yet we've also got a client here in California, Dane, I think you know who we're talking about that now lives and dies on the dashboard, you know, knowing what his RPMs are, what speed he's going, what his pay-per-click is. So yes, Brett, I think we should wrap this up. And I think uh, uh, Professor Dane Weissman, can we, how, how do people get a hold of you? So there's uh, my email address that you can reach out to me on. So it is uh, B wiseman at cyberfunnels.com uh d for my first name and wiseman as my last name at cyberfunnels.com and if you'd like uh my phone number is 813-504-9393 if you prefer to uh just pick up a phone and have a conversation and uh i and i think with this recording randy we can post up my uh my email somewhere wherever we host it and send it out if possible. So, uh, and Brett, I, I believe you might have your contact information to share as well. Sure, but uh, I'm worried. You, you should have offered your email address because they're gonna blow up your phone, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm easy to reach, poolbuildermarketing.com, poolbuildermarketing.com, that's all there is to it. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode of Ask the Masters. These are the two guys you need to uh, look into 2021, see if your business is holding up. Thanks for listening in to Ask the Masters, and we look forward to talking to you gentlemen on many, many more episodes. Thank you, Mr. Beard. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Brett.